We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio, starting another week with you. Rain today. I did not really know that was coming, but rain kind of setting in the Oxford area all day long. Obviously, a good bit of baseball talk today as uh, last night, 9.30 on the uh, dot, Ole Miss announces that Mike Bianco uh, will remain the head coach of the Rebels, um, pulling out of whatever we want to call the LSU coaching search at this point, so we'll hit a lot of things with uh, that and whatever else. There's some uh, some court news today, too. The NCAA losing a pretty uh, pretty big court case, but Probably will be tomorrow before we get into that too uh, too much. But that is the uh, only other news of the day that I kind of recall as things uh, are moving forward. Um, the SEC is 2-1 in the College World Series, but none of you can really give a damn about that right now. So anyway, um, that's where we're at. What we'll talk about today as the show uh, gets started and moves on. The show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. The uh, lunch special is 569 Two Sides Bread. 32-ounce drinks. Stop by get those any day this week that you are uh, in the area or and download the Speed Pass Plus app. When you do that, you get fuel, you earn points, you earn points, and you save money there with the Oxford Exxon at all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And then we just told you we are coming from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop it around, or you can do uh, what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters uh, on the water in Sardis will be a uh, great place to hang out for July the 4th, which is coming up pretty quickly, as hard as that is to believe. Um, they'll have the biggest fireworks extravaganza in all of North Mississippi that night, oh. so you want to check that out at uh, Rafters on the Water. Also, uh, Rafters on the Square is open, as is Rafters in New Albany. Great place to get daiquiris, frozen margaritas, burgers, appetizers, the whole 
shooting match at rafters on the water, rafters on the square in Oxford, and rafters in New Albany. And don't forget, the uh, You Gotta Believe football camp is coming up June, what is today, 21st? 21st. Into this week, June 24th and 25th. That's at uh, Jackson Academy in Jackson, Mississippi. You can register online at ygbfootball.org. They've got uh, about 17 NFL guys coming in this year to uh, to work with the kids. They've got a uh, eighth grade, I mean, a, a, a high school camp. They also have a youth camp. The youth camp is third through eighth grade. The high school camp, of course, is ninth through 12th. Let's see, uh, Dante Moncrief, T.Y. Hilton, Dawson Knox, Jordan Tamu, Cody Core, Chad Kelly, Jalen Walton, Terrence Metcalf, D.K. Metcalf, Joe Gunn among uh, just some of the guys that are going to be in Jackson at the end of this week for the You Gotta Believe football camp. Uh, so we can talk about when you start with, you know, do some, some, some they, they, they said they requested some football camp breakdown, maybe yeah. some stuff like that. Um, well, I know you had a lot of thoughts on favorite the movies. Sixers Hawks game last night, big game. Yeah. I saw who won, but didn't see a single, uh, single second of, uh, of the game. And I'm, I mean, I'm good from a podcast standpoint, but I'm I'm kind of tired today. Like it, totally like all the, the the weird adrenaline that you get from something like this over a day or a week or however long it goes on. It kind of ran out when I woke up this morning, and I've had to sort of find some find some energy a little bit. I was I was struggling when I first got up on Saturday morning when the specificity of the interview leaked. Mm-hmm. I thought one of two things was happening, and one of two things was happening quickly. Uh-huh. I thought Mike would either have to take his name out, or he was getting the job yeah. quickly. I didn't think. I didn't think, and based just on internet, Twitter, my phone stuff, I thought fan base is not going to sit and go through this for another week. To me, and this is this is the overriding story of this from the whole thing. To me, Scott Woodard or Woodward, played a bunch of people. He played a bunch of people. He flexed his muscle. He told Skip Bertman, hey, I'll show you who the boss is. And then he also said, I'm not going to go down without swinging. And so I don't know where this goes for him, but he absolutely established himself as the, the I'm not sure, and I don't mean this necessarily as a, um, as a compliment, in this case, as he's going to be the alpha male in this, he's going to, by God, do it his way. And th- there's there's a lot there's a lot of questions that can be asked about it. Yeah, you know it's it's funny when in hindsight, I kind of, I guess when I went to bed last night, I got done just kind of throwing statements up and doing whatever and kind of nothing else to do for the night. And I was I was lying there and. And almost sort of watching film a little bit, kind of going through it in my head a little bit, where where some clues were, what should have been done differently, what what what, what just kind of happened, some different ways of coverage, and kind of what I thought throughout the process. And I got mad at myself the most that the entire time went down a couple different rabbit holes, but the entire time just went, I don't see Scott Woodward hiring Mike Bianco, and I thought that from day one. You did, and I couldn't. It was in the back of my mind, and it was sitting there, and that obvious thing of what ended up being the truth on how it played out was there, and I just ignored it too much. I was I was really kind of annoyed with myself on how I kind of annoyed, uh, ignored that as some time went on. And I know why I did it, but... Well, yeah, no choice a bit of, but to yeah. ignore that. Um, I mean, 
at the end of the day, here the here the the people that I if I could ask questions of a handful of people, sure. If I'm Mike, I fire my agent this morning. That's number one. I'm firing my agent this morning. Because there's no doubt Scott Woodward is who leaked that interview. There's right? no, que- no yeah, question. 100%. Z- yeah, yeah. Zero question. He's the only one that benefits from that interview being leaked. When on Saturday morning I got told, hey, Mike interviewed. And I said, are you sure? Mm-hmm. I said, yes. And I said, where? And he said, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to – you kind of know who I called, I think. But I'm not going to leak this out because sure. I don't want to hurt anybody. But I was out walking my dogs, and I immediately told Siri who to call. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that conversation, I knew details. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is unbelievable. The fact that this got out like this, this is leaked. And if you're Woodward, there's only one incentive in leaking that about Mike. To make him go away. It makes him go away. Yeah. Because if you're Mike at that point, your two choices are, well, I guess I can hang on for dear life. At that point, it's either all in or fold. Yeah. You, get, you cannot call the bet at that point. And frankly, I think the damage is done. We'll yeah. talk about that in a little yeah, while. We'll I do. That. You and I probably have a little bit different opinions on this, but I think damage is done. Um, but you can either hang on for, for dear life at that moment and hope that what Gilbo wrote is correct. That, well, they could circle back, and they very well may circle back. Or you take your name out. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. The fact that it took until 9.30 last night was surprising to me. Right. Because it lingered on for yeah, about 36 hours. Well, I mean, hours. we were my, – my mother invited us over for Father's Day yesterday. Okay. And we didn't go because I thought it would break earlier, much earlier in the day. Sure. Because I sat here and thought, do I write 10 thoughts? I'm like, what the hell do I write? Because I think this is going to happen. I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. There's, to me, there was no way that held on unless – you knew, hey, here's what we're doing, and this is why we're doing it, and we're coming back to you on X date. And I still go back to this. If I'm Mike's agent, the call that I have to make representing my client is to Scott Woodward that goes, listen, he wants the job, and he'll take the job. But we can't come interview with you in a physical sense unless the job's his. You want to take a phone call? We'll take 10 phone calls. You want to do a Zoom call? We can Zoom all night. You want to do Skype? You want to do some FaceTime? You want Whatever you want to do. You want to place charades over the phone? We can do that too. But we can't physically meet with you and interview for this job unless the job is his. Mm-hmm. The end. And if, that's a, and if right there that's a no starter, then you're out. You could have gotten out of this on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. Mike's name's been prominent in this since, at the latest, the Friday of the regional round. Right. You had time as his representation to get that covered. The fact that they didn't tells me that they were led to believe, and I suspect I know by whom, that the job was his. And, you know, it tells you that we we knew they weren't incomplete, and we'll kind of back up here and give people a little more of an overall 10,000 feet view, but... The other thing, too, is we're talking minutia that really stuck out to the middle of this is that we knew Skip Bertman and the former players and the, the stakeholders, boosters, were not on Woodward's side from, from throughout this process. 
they've eyed different people. I mean, Mike was eyed by the Burtman people really early on. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I, I know that Skip Burtman called Jim Schlossnagel at one, th- one point before he was the Texas A&M coach and admitted that he was not in concert with Scott Woodward, um, that it was just calling some people up, seeing what's going on, and then yeah. we'll swing the bat around and go and go from there. Um, so what's funny about that is that's been throughout the entire process, and Woodward, in a way, a mastery class, placated and placated and placated and placated and placated to a point where he had a tangible way to move on to whatever it is he is wanting to do at this point. Um the the biggest miss, Neil and I were talking about it very briefly prior to the show, is that there's no indication whatsoever that Mike ever actually had an offer um, in, in, in this in, in this job. I can tell you from talking to someone today that he never did. Yeah. So and and that's the one that multiple media members across multiple beats and in different things missed throughout the process, which is somewhat surprising. I, and I wonder if a little bit of it. And I don't know this because I was told very factually by people who typically get most of this right is that. I wonder if it's like what you're talking about is they knew how far Mike was going down the road. And if you're going there just in your mind, you go, okay, well then A and B becomes C all of a sudden it didn't, it was H here. Yeah. Because I'm getting pushback on this and I'm I'm standing my ground. You know me, you've known me a long time. I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. In no world does an SEC West head coach interview for another SEC West opening and return to his job. That, that just doesn't happen. And so when you see that the interview thing is going to actually happen, you go, oh, well, you got the job. Mm-hmm. Instead, no, Woodward is buying time and buying time and buying time and buying time until he found a way to make it go away. I mean, I'd love to know, like, what were the stipulations on this? I mean, you're going you're gonna to physically go to Birmingham and put yourself in a position where you're in the same room with the LSU AD with that job open? What, what, what are the... What were the ground rules? What was the understanding? And then don't come back and go, well, we just had a visit. No, no, no. A visit is on a phone call. You can have a phone call where the phone call gets reported. You're like, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. I mean, I went there. My wife went there. I have a son that plays there. Yeah, I took his call. We talked about the job. We talked about the landscape because, you know, I mean, whatever. But it was never anything consequential. You can't do that when you go interview Frankly, it's hard to have a thorough interview without getting into minutiae that is controversial to your current employer. Of course. I mean, depending on how it, I mean, you know, I wasn't in the room, but you would think that would make the sense. The only way that you let your client go to that interview is if he has the job. Mm-hmm. If this is formality. So I went early in the week when people were saying it would be in Louisiana. I thought, oh, he's just meeting the chancellor or something, or the president, whatever they call the person there. Sure. Board of trustees, some rubber stamp backslapping deal and then mm-hmm. so yeah was there some assumption made on the part of some media sure was it an understandable assumption yeah Butch so, Thompson doesn't go interview at Texas A&M from Auburn unless he's going to get the job right you know I don't know who LSU's going to hire. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they grab one of these dudes that's in Omaha right now. Maybe they end up back with Cliff. I, I don't know. I have I have no idea. And I'm real, frankly, I don't care at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, know. Point being, I am curious if the whole Title IX thing ends up mattering whatsoever in who they choose. Because LSU gets really competitive when it gets down to it and just goes, we're just going to get a dude. 
Yeah. And now there's no like flaming problem left necessarily, but I'm just kind of curious if that ends up playing a factor whatsoever in this hire as this thing moves forward. Um, well, kinda. I mean, we talked about this. I thought all along, I, I've, I think I said it on this show, there was a part of me that wondered if Woodward, this was going to be Woodward's way of going, hey, we're going to take our time here because I'm, Skip, you're not going to run my search. Your, your, your former players aren't going to run my search. I'm the boss here. I got the biggest bat. I'm the swinging. closest thing to this, did Mullen interview for Miami when he was at State? Did he go to Coral Gables? There's different accounts of it. Okay. I think he talked to them. Okay. I couldn't remember. I was just yeah. trying to think off the top of my head. I don't know if he actually went. Sure. Which is the interesting thing because in some ways it's the same thing and in some ways it's not at all the same thing. Like the physical nature of it is a huge is – is, is a really big deal mm-hmm. from a lot of different ways. Monumental. Again, yeah. it's, it's the point. Mm-hmm. If If – if you're an agent representing your client, again, not to be repetitive, we just covered this ground, but you want to have a conversation, sure, my guy will talk to you on the phone. like to keep that pretty quiet, but yeah, he'll talk to you on the phone. You want to do some sort of a Skypey Skype, sure. No recording, nothing. But you want us to come there physically? Oh, no, no, no. No. And when people say, well, Cliff did, well, it's different for Cliff. He's the coach at East Carolina. Under any anyone, any anyone judging it, even the people at East Carolina would go, well, that's a step up. I don't know that the people at Ole Miss are ready to say that. And if you are ready to go, well, LSU's a step up, well, then what the hell are you doing? And the PR response is going to be that it's going to be talking about Mike's history more than anything to do with the programs. Fair. That's the answer if you're going to eventually yes. get whenever that yes. does come. Okay, and my, my point would be, yeah, you, you've got a seven-figure income mm-hmm. at a school where you've been for 20-something years, 20, 21 years. It's where if I'm Keith, if I go back to last week, I say to Mike, look, I know you want that job. Frankly, I want you to get the job. But if you don't have the job, you 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 can't go there and do that. It looks too bad. It puts too many people in a bad spot. It makes us have to spend a lot of time doing damage control that possibly can't be controlled. And that obviously, I said I shouldn't say that. That my guess, based on what has happened, is that 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 part of the conversation didn't happen. Which makes me think Keith thought Mike was getting the job. Probably fair. Yeah, I don't know. The, the one thing, too, as we kind of get down the roads of what it means um, quick before we go to break and kind of come back yeah. is that um, Mike, also his contract was extended yesterday um, back out to the four years. I would assume Keith made that decision probably leaving that meeting on Tuesday or whatever day that was that they met. Was it Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday? It doesn't really matter. Wednesday morning. It was a Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Whatever that happens. Uh, the two thoughts on that. One, um, we thought the entire time that you either – Extend a guy or fire a guy, frankly. So that doesn't really change much for me. I don't think it would be – I don't think it's indicative of any future decision-making as far as getting rid of Mike Bianco or not getting rid of Mike Bianco. Um, I know everybody's down on money a little bit, but that would not be a contributing factor should should they want to make a change in a year from that standpoint. Um, they need the state to get rid of this stupid four-year max because what it creates is every single year in every sport we're having this conversation. Yeah. And you're always figuring out what to do instead of just putting a dude on a five- or six-year deal and letting it run for a couple of years. 
because the four years also lines up with the kids four years on campus, which is perception and reality and really stupid, but it is what it is as, as they move forward. So that's a recruiting thing more than anything that actually changes anything in my opinion. Um, but there, there is that he is rolled over for, uh, for that fourth year on his deal going into 2022 to the best of my knowledge, there are a few, if any, escalators in his contract. So he didn't really get a raise, didn't get anything from a monetary standpoint. They just took the thing and rolled over. It would, though, however, as far as I know, increase the buyout um, by that amount for uh, for if, if a change should happen at any point. During Whatever the, the uh, base is. Yeah, correct. Yeah, right. the, the, he, would, he would be owed the base of his contract times years remaining is the way I interpret his contract at, the, at gotcha. this point. So. Those are the main things that actually came out of yesterday from a contractual standpoint, kind of where this thing moves forward, some uh, some things like that. We'll get into a little more of the minutia of the situation, what's going on in a second. First, talk about community community mortgage, Oxford, <clears throat> Memphis, Chattanooga, and, uh, and DeSoto County. They help you out with the float down option and much more. You can give Jason a call and he'll help you. Also, a leader in condo financing in the Oxford area. And much more. So let Jason take care of you. You can do that at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire area in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates, and they utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. Pinpoint's uh, core services include tenant representation, site selection, acquisition, and disposition of income-producing assets, development, and occupancy solutions for landlords. Pinpoint takes pride in its attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. For all your commercial real estate needs, give Sam and BB a call, 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you. And only you, raw denim jeans, custom fit, and hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Baseball season is wrapped up, and you may not find yourself in Oxford for a few months, but there's no reason to delay your new Blue Delta jeans. Using Blue Delta's virtual tailor at BlueDeltaJeans.com, you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes, and Blue Delta will make sure that you are looking good for the first kick of football season in September. Until Sunday, June the 27th, podcast listeners can enter the code SUMMER, that's one word, lowercase, SUMMER, at checkout for $100 off your order. 100 bucks off using the promo code SUMMER. It's a huge savings, so don't miss out. The Oxford Park Commission is in the middle of registration for the 2021 fall soccer season at M-Trade Park. Leagues are based on birth years. The cost to play is just $50. They're offering discounts for multiple players from the same family. The season begins August the 16th. It runs through the month of September. The deadline to register is this coming Sunday, June the 27th. So go to OxfordParkCommission.com for more details or to sign up. We're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for uh, more than 73 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, fashion jewelry, pearls, the whole deal. They've got it at Lamons. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. It's the name you can trust. More than 50 years of professional HVAC experience in Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area. 
662-801-1777. Make sure that air conditioning unit is in uh, tip-top shape. Again, 662-801-1777. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. The Summer Sunset Series has one more date left in the month of June, June 27th at 6 to 7.30 in the Grove. Going in for free uh, concerts as well as uh, bring the kids, grab some friends, enjoy the music this week. Uh, Thacker Mountain Radio on the 27th. Chairs and picnics, welcome. They're in the Grove again, 6 to 7.30 on June 27th to close up the Summer Sunset Series. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I feel like, in, in, in my opinion at this point, Keith was trying to thread a needle. It was, you need Mike to pursue the job if you want to replace him with Dan McDonald, potentially. Yeah. Um, couldn't fire him. Not, nope. You weren't going to fire him anyway, however. I mean, but if given you wanted Dan, context, you couldn't fire Mike and get Dan. Yeah, you couldn't just go, by God, I'm going to go hire three, and for, to do that, we have to do this. I mean, it wouldn't have worked. Right. So it, it is what it is. Because I've seen on the message board some, and I'm like, yeah, that okay, that wasn't an option. I mean, you had several options, but that wasn't one. That kills it non-starter, and you move on. Um, and frankly, you had to look. I mean, Mike, to the best of my knowledge, told Keith what he was doing throughout the process. He wouldn't mean sneaky about it. I mean, Mike's a lot of things, but that's not one. I mean, he's pretty pretty open about that kind of stuff. Um, I think he told Keith. I think Keith said, okay. You know, I mean, obviously you'd like to keep it quiet. You didn't want Thursday to what happened. However, you had to also know Scott Woodward was very likely to leak this at this point. When and if, um, if Mike brought up LSU in that meeting, it wasn't the first Keith had heard of it. I mean, Keith was, yeah, Keith sure. was well aware of the LSU situation on the radar. Sure. Um and in a lot of ways, it probably was a very frustrating week for him in some ways because there's literally nothing he could do to it, to hit a grand slam, use baseball parlance or whatever, to, to do whatever to do, replace Mike Bianco if you need to do that or whatever you have to do. There was one way to do it. It was basically to sit on your hands. Sure. There was literally no actual tangible thing that could be done during this process for the it, most part. It's what makes me believe that everybody thought, and I talked to someone in Baton Rouge today who says they think this was thought too. Yeah. That we, if you go back to last week, he inter, he handles all of his post stuff. They get back on Monday. They do all their post stuff on Tuesday. Meets with with um, meets with Keith on Wednesday. Interviews on Thursday. I think the plan. I think the belief was, and I could be wrong, but I think the thought process was this will be done. I remember Glenn Gilbo said he thought it would be done by the end of the week. I thought it would be the end of the week. It's going to be Mike. And, I mean, you know, come on. Glenn writes the column that Bianco in some ways would be a home run. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, hey, you know, there was a lot of justification going on. Yeah. And it, people thought this is, this is, we've a seen lot of floating. Yeah, yeah. We've seen the way this works. Gets to Friday. He's the coach. Over. And then something happened. And I don't know what that something was. Whether it was something as simple as Scott Woodward going, you know what, I'm not going to be your puppet. And frankly, I think that's – I don't know that anything crazier happened. My opinion, and it's just my opinion from talking to way too many people over the course of how many ever days, is that that it just became apparent that's what Scott was doing. That Frankly, Scott was doing it the whole damn time. Yeah. But that that's when it had to come to a tangible head of, hey, okay, where is this thing going now? And that's where it was. I mean, I – I don't think Woodward changed his plan at any point. I think when anything was out on the, on the Sunday prior, the Saturday prior, Sunday two, no, he knew exactly what he was doing. Ah, right, okay, we'll interview him. Because there are so many spots here. Hey, I need to really talk to you in person. Okay, we can't do that. Well, sorry. 
and then it's right there, and then here. Like, there are like steps here, and but at that, some point, Woodward was going to get to a step and that that's Mike where, and, do. and that's where it should have stopped. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you're right? Ole Miss doing the autopsy on this, if you're Mike and Mike's agent doing the autopsy on this, it's when we tell you we can't do this in person, and you're like, well, that's, that's going to be that. Okay, well, then you're not hiring us. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of this. Extricate. Mm-hmm. Because we got to recruit transfer portal and can't do it like this, mm-hmm. so got to get out of this. I don't have a lot of sympathy for that part of it, because that's the part that agents are supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. That's what agents are for. Pretty sure he and Cliff have the same agent. Um, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. So I guess point being, from a key standpoint, like I said, you're not firing him. I don't think – I think you'll revisit next year should a season go awry to whatever that means. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I think really the only decision there was at that point was whether to extend or not, and I just don't really care either way. That's not something that I have a real strong opinion about as far as running him back out to the four years. But I feel like – from a tangible, what are you doing with Mike Bianco standpoint? That was really the only decision Keith had in the sure, process. Of course, trying to go through. Of course, you, you, yeah, of course. All right, here's here's one of my questions. Sure. I, I know the answer, but the listening audience doesn't because I asked you like, what the deal? From a public relations slash media relations point of view, okay, putting out news that for many is disappointing. Sure. Basically, minutes after your arch rival wins a college World Series game, yeah, is not exactly how you draw it up at it PR school. No, it wasn't. So what happened? It looks like two things. It looks like a news dump, and it looks just like really, really poor timing because yeah, like state's still all over social media with their celebration after beating Texas. Yeah. Um, because while your coach traveled east on Thursday, their coach went to Omaha. It is. I think what happened um, is that Mike, once this all came to head, wanted to tell his players immediately. Um, but frankly, because they're probably starting to ask questions. I mean, God knows what that those conversations, what that communication is like. Sure. And then, two, we are in the middle of transport portal season. You're in the middle of recruiting. You probably got to sure up some things there. I mean, they had Jack Moss on campus last week, the – the first baseman from Arizona State, maybe you're going, hey, I know you might be picking Arkansas soon. Can we – hey, we're good for your contract, whatever. I think there are probably lots of pragmatic things along those lines that they did. And then once you're going to tell your players, well, you got to tell everybody. I mean, it's going to be out in sure. two seconds. So sure. I, I think in some ways Mike's decision on when to tell people, and not even that it was the wrong one, created a really stupid, weird PR standpoint that they've really had to follow through at that point because you, you – your hands are tied. Um, yeah. And there's nothing you can do once those texts go out to the to the players. But, I mean. <laughs> no. Because those know. start making their way around. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, mid-morning on Monday would have looked a little more palatable from a straight PR standpoint. Um, there's no doubt. You know, 1030 on Monday morning is a good time to hit the button. Um, 11 a.m. Saturday might have Well, been. that too. Yeah, sure. Earlier. Yeah. That's all good. But point being, yeah, I think that's I think that's why that that played out as it uh, as it did, and it 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 created the it created the firestorm that it was expected because you see, especially in internet circles and wherever way you want to phrase that, what a large majority of a vocal fan base was 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 hoping for or what they uh, were were worried about as the decision uh, as the decision came down yesterday or 
announced or however you want to put it. So, or the lack of a decision. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I, I was on watch for it all day. And you kind of quit. Well, when that game, when Mississippi well, State's game started, I thought, well, it won't start now. Won't, they won't do it now. Because now you're literally in the window of time when this is like the worst time to do it. Yeah, I, I had completely kind of disengaged for the night. Like, I was just kind of sitting there, and I got one text, and I was like, oh, what is this? And then, like, all of a sudden, I started getting texts going, hey, he's staying, he's staying, he's staying, he's staying, he's staying. And I'm like, well, I guess we're going to get up now, and we're going to go do something. And that's when they put out the the, the, the press release um, that uh, has been highly critiqued um, by many on the Internet in the last uh, – Fifteen hours or so. As a, as, as, well, as we right always here. talk about hand raised guy. It was a bad time. Look, I'm not. Yeah, Look, I'm, not, I'm not defending it. It was a bad time. The, and in the statement itself, there were words in that statement that hand raised guy should have said, "No, can't do that." It read rushed. Probably was because it it read rushed. I'm not gonna say it was because I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm with you. Probably it it probably. Was. Yeah, I have no idea when any media relations people were told this. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean. There's a PR way to handle things, and that wasn't it. That makes people mad, and it just makes people mad. It won't be the first time. I mean, it just it's not the way you handle that. Which gets into what now? Um, yeah, sure. That's the the because that frankly that's what matters at this point. I mean, anything else has been determined, decided. Mike's the coach. He's gonna. Barring something that completely unexpected, he's going to be in the dugout when Ole Miss plays whoever the hell they play opening opening weekend next year in 2022. Um, under a situation where his arch rivals in the College World Series, um, just won a game, just won a game, and play a three seed in a winners bracket game tomorrow. Who do they get? Virginia beat Tennessee. Virginia. Um, you know the LSU is going to have a new coach. Arkansas spent the entire year number one in the country. Texas A&M has Jim Schlossnagel. Tough league. There's- Good teams in it. Um, yeah, it's the bear. Didn't even mention Vanderbilt and I was staying west, but yeah, yeah, um, sure. And you're retooling a, a lineup and a roster and whatnot. And what you ask at the beginning is damage being made, or damage being done. What damage is done? Can it be recovered? All those kind of questions. And look, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, there's no 100 percent answer either way. I differ from you from a couple standpoints. Is a, unlike football, when you have coaching upheaval and people pissed off and real severe need to go fire somebody, it two things happen. Season tickets fall, and monetarily you have to make a change. Yeah. Or two, boosters are pissed off, if we're honest. Yeah. Those are the two main reasons why coaches get fired in major sports, Agreed. football and basketball. Yes. Well, Ole Miss sold more season tickets than they've ever sold before in the 2021 season. And there aren't, like, big-time boosters at Ole Miss that are pissed off about a baseball coach. They're just not. Um, frankly, they probably are pretty content with Mike as True. a baseball coach. He wins a lot of games. He keeps the bottom line in good shape. They get to come hang out for a weekend, go to games, enjoy themselves, watch some wins, and go home. Yeah, this sure. isn't overly complicated from their standpoint. Of course. A lot of this is – this is baseball in general. Because, you know, in baseball, baseball tickets are more accessible, too, than other sports tickets. So you have some people, and look, this is very, very important. Every athletic department should celebrate these people. 
is that that's probably the only ticket they're buying, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have tons of Rebel rewards. They buy baseball season tickets. Yeah, or they go to games. Or that's, that's how they salvage their weekends. They go hang it's, out in left field. Those are not the same people typically. Not, yeah. not, not across the board. But sure, those are yeah. not typically the people who are buying a, a box. Sure. And I think that that's what's interesting, is the day-to-day minutia and frustration around baseball programs is more that person. It's more just internet in general, social media, sidewalk fans. I mean, again, not being derogatory, just not the typical way that football and basketball. You're not going to call them the cap and t-shirt crowd. I started to do it to make a joke, and I stopped. (laughs) I started to to, to pull a little Pete out there and go cap and t-shirt crowd, but we we, we held off that. See, we'd have... have so you, little P, little little P, playoff P, little P. There's a lot, a lot of that going on. Yeah, yeah. So we we held off of that a little bit, but no. Mm-hmm. But my point being, it's not traditional. It's not what you typically would be discussing from this standpoint. Ole Miss is still going to tell sell a shit ton of season tickets next year for 2022. They just are. Yeah, I agree. Um, they'll probably be ranked in the top 25 at the beginning of the year. Um, the question is, if they struggle in their lulls, like this year, frankly, they lost four series in a row at one point. Because, look, this is it's it's not a guarantee they always show up, A, that tickets are always sold, and B, more importantly, that people stay up, stay, come to the games and, and stay at the games. I mean, I can remember 2013, which was the last time Mike was on this level of a hot seat or this level of negative or however you want to put it. I wrote a couple stories on, hey, they sold a ton of season tickets, but nobody's here. I mean, the stands are empty on these weekends against Arkansas and Vanderbilt and State and everybody else during this course. So what does that look like? And then is, in the bigger question, is from a capital standpoint, has he lost capital to where the usual fever pitch when something goes wrong is even that much more magnified? Where I mean, every little detail becomes, well, I'm mean, an interview at LSU, or he did this, or Whatever that frustration is, is just magnified tenfold as the season plays out. I think that's the bigger question. And, you know, what's funny about this is that steel is just a fan on the internet thing. Like, so where does it actually become tangible? It has to become tangible somewhere for it to be an obvious thing to be considered into the final decision whenever those decisions were made at the end of every year, in my opinion. I don't know that internet tenor, and I don't mean that, again, I don't mean that negatively, I just think in a lot of ways from a balance sheet, that's what goes on. Sure. How you grade that into whatever is going on or how you say a program's moving in a direction positively or negative or anything else. Um, you know, we could get back to it, though. What happens if the exact season like this season happens next year? Where they had a couple injuries. Mike did in a vacuum a pretty good job, and he moved on, but they didn't get to Omaha. Yeah. So is it guaranteed out? Is it not? I don't know. Um my hunch is it's not that cut and dry, but Agreed. I do think the overall arc is: hey, you got got to win some baseball games. You got to win a lot of baseball games. Yeah, I'm not ready to go. It's Omaha or bust because it's just too void of context. Yes, but I'll put some context on it. Sure. If you go to Omaha, nobody cares because it's a winners win thing. But if you take a step back. And on paper, it looks like a step back. There is no Doug Nikhazy every Saturday or Friday or whatever. You don't have Gunnar Hoagland. You don't have Broadway. You probably don't have Elko. You don't have some other guys. And that happens everywhere. I get it. But there aren't ready-made, proven replacements to step in for those guys right now. 
So if you take a step back, and there's some other things. Who's who is the coach at LSU? What happens with Louisville? Um, what happens with Mississippi State this off season? Do they finish playing for the national title? Do they win the national title? Are they headed back to Omaha a year from now? Where at that point, I think you'd have to call them a national power. I think you'd have to call them an elite power if you're sure. going to na- if you're going to Omaha three out of four years or four years in a row or whatever. Three in a row. So next year would make it four years in a row. If you did that, I think you'd have to tip your hat, right? And so you'd have to say that they are what they are. And you take a step back. I think what gets lost in this past week, and, you know, I'm not as in tune with probably the the fan base as, as you are, but I think the forgiveness factor is way down. Yeah, Grind makes a good point. He said, quote, in my accounting class, I learned about this thing called intangible assets, and one of those is goodwill. It feels like Ole Miss baseball has none. And that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good way to characterize it. That that, that makes a lot of sense. See, Grind was summarizing in text what I was trying to get to. Yeah. The goodwill's gone. That was the word I was looking for. Your ability for people to go, well, you know what? We kind of took a step back, but we do that sometimes after now we're going to gear back up. I don't know that people would look at it that way. I think people would look at it and go, eh. You know, it's the, a benefit of the doubt thing. Here's what would happen: people yeah. would say, "Well, you know, if maybe last June, instead of spending that week trying to get the LSU job, you would have recruited this transfer and this transfer and this transfer." Yeah, and that's not entirely unfair. Well, you can't say for 100 percent fact it didn't have a negative impact. I can't. On people, I mean, no. I and I so mean. if I'm if I'm an emotional fan at an emotional time, that would be my thought. And I guess, it, yeah, it's kind of the overarching thing we're both saying is that you just get to this point so much faster, given what happened. You get to the, nah, I'm just pissed off and done. Sure. That much faster. There's sure. not the, oh, let's you, see what happens. Your point about football is well taken. Look, there were a lot of people who really liked Matt Luke, the person, yes. who really liked Matt's family. Mm-hmm. In fact, most people who know them really yeah, like sure. them Good people. as people. But you could look into look at Vaught Hemingway and go, this place is half full. We can't We can't anymore. keep doing this. Yeah. We can't run the risk of taking a step down from this. But if you tell me this takes some of the excitement out of the preseason next year, I buy it. If you tell me that this does turn people into a little bit of a, yeah, great, we're off to a 10 and one start, just fast forward to the end of May and 1st of June, please. Let me know what that looks like before I get all engaged. I buy that too. I don't I don't think you can make the argument that this past week passed by with no damage done. Now maybe there's a way to fix that damage, maybe there's a way to PR your way through it. I don't know about 22 years in talking about taking a program to new heights. Like what did that what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's a fair question. And the answer is well it didn't mean anything. It just words we put on a page on Sunday night and we're scrambling to put out a release. That's what it meant. But it's all sort of symptomatic of something that, frankly, looking back on it, just doesn't make a lot of sense. New heights. 22 years in, you're just now going to find new heights? You're in your third decade. And again, I, I know because I've done this and you've done this, we know that was a rush thrown together. Those are words. There's nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. And if you're reading more into it. It wasn't you, a mission statement. No, not at all. But 
for the angry fan who goes, really? Oh, you're committed now? It was just a visit? That those those are those are the frustrating things for people, and I don't blame them. I mean, I, you read those two statements. I mean, I sent you a couple of comments about those statements when I read it on mm-hmm. first glance. Like, I can't believe they said that, and it just it red rushed because it felt like the whole thing was odd. Yeah, what you don't know is that not even like attention spans, but. Fans will get into the end of the season. They'll get to the minutia of the season, and at the beginning, to some level, they're probably just engaged. It, it's when the adversity hits. It's when that happen, happens, and then, like you said, we're because I mean, even before all this, you and I talked about every year is the same freaking thing. We have the same conversations yeah. every season yeah. when they are over. Every single one since, frankly, two thousand and nine, other than two thousand and fourteen. We've had the exact same conversation. Should they have gotten farther? Should they get to Omaha? What do you do with Mike? Every freaking year. Yeah. That is what we talk about for one reason or the other. So this just takes this, takes that and magnifies it and adds a whole other level to it whenever you do get to that conversation at the end of 2022 if they're not one of the final eight teams in the country. And, uh, and, and again, let's face it, when that when your rival inside your state who has to deal with the same set of limitations from a scholarship standpoint is doing what they're doing year in and year out. It, 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 it emphasizes it, heightens it. So, so is it Omaha or bust? That's a big word. Is it something I think fairly close to that? My guess is, yeah. And then it leads into the, so people will say, well, it was an opportunity lost. Did the window close on, Certain candidates. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, we'll do, take a minute to kind of think about that. I mean, think about what I think my answer is as we uh, as we take a break here. I'll tell you about Northeast Spark, N E S P A R C, service people across rural communities. Two packages that will ignite the 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, and I use the home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. N E Spark dot com six six two two three eight three one five nine. Phone services available as well as parental controls, network security, and more. So find out if they're in your area, and if so, get the best internet around. Again, 662-238-3159. The College Corners, your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell if you don't live in Jackson. It's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. So whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust, people at Pinnacle based in Madison, Mississippi. They represent clients in more than 20 states. They've got advisors in multiple states as well. Founded in 1997, Pinnacle provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. Investing is treated like a commodity, and decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's pintrust.com. P-I-N-N-Trust.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He's part of Artuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John 
to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Uh, what you do is you just sit down with John, give him an email, give him a um, phone call and say, hey, here's what I'm kind of thinking about doing. Here's some parameters. Here's a budget. And then sit back and do nothing. And he will come up with a comprehensive list of um, ideas for you. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan is the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. So, you know, also, yeah, the other part of what it means uh, is somewhat indicative or contingent on, I mean, obviously, whatever Mike does this season, whatever he does the rest of his Ole Miss career, however long that is, there's no doubt about that. Because, um, look, I mean, Mike goes to Omaha next year, and then there he goes, well, okay, maybe whatever. It works so, out. sure. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm, Winning overcomes everything. Yeah, that's at least in the conversation that sure. we're having. Um, and then the other side is if a change is made at any point, who do you get? Because I feel 99.9999% confident they could have gotten one of two people this time. You knew exactly where it was headed, and it was going to be one of those two, should a change be necessary. It was part of the dynamic of last week. Let's it be was, real. It was the dynamic. Um, it was, Let's be real. It's the reason when Mike said, hey, I think I'm going to go explore this LSU thing. Keith's like, yeah, I think you should. Means a lot and I know, it wasn't, yeah. I know it wasn't those words, but again. Yeah. It's going to be Dan McDonald or Cliff Godwin at that point. Um, I, you know, is Cliff still into the LSU? I don't know. Beats hell out of me. I don't know. Um, is Dan more disgruntled next year than now? Does he repair things with Louisville? Does at some point he go, nah, I just want that job no matter how it comes open? I don't know. I have no freaking idea. So that's questions we can't answer right now on what that looks you like in a year. You can't foretell the future? I, no, I like it. everybody keeps going, yeah, you know, just call Dan up. I'm like, look, I know Dan, but not well enough for that one, okay? But guys? even if like, you got Dan on the uh, phone and asked those questions, he's not going to answer those things honestly. He doesn't know himself. Hey, Dan, how pissed off are you going to be in 365 days? Can you go ahead and just tell me that? Well, that's like uh, someone said just then, instead of speculating, why don't you call Mike and Keith and talk to them about it? Because they're not going to tell me anything. They just did it in their little statements. Well, there's a chance that you'd get a little background a little bit, but it's going to be spin. We've done this a minute. We know how this works. We're reporters. They know we're reporters. Conversations are guarded. Mike didn't reply from your comment during the week. I mean, we all knew he wouldn't. It was formulaic. I mean, sure. Gave him an opportunity so that you could say, hey, I did reach out to him. And no one expected him to respond. His lack of response was telling. Yeah. Oh, no, it's nothing. Don't worry. All good. Yeah. No, nothing. Um. So yeah, my point being, we don't, we, we don't, we don't know. We have no clue what this looks like in a year, but it's all connected. I mean, whatever Ole Miss's baseball situation is in 500 days, gets graded against right now on what could have been or how it could have played all out in a different way 
I mean, it's a it's a splice point in this program, one hundred percent. Yeah. However, you want to phrase it that way. That's more than fair. Yeah. I mean, it it we're forking, and you go okay. Well, I don't know how exactly that would have gone, but it would have gone one of these kind of ways, and that's what it would have looked like. And then whatever this does is it veers off to the left and goes from there. Um, it. I keep kind of thinking about Grimes thing. Yeah, it, it it hurt Goodwill for sure across the fan base of Spectrum pretty much. I mean, I think that was pretty widespread. Um, What's it do to players? You know some. Not a ton so far that I that I can 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 yeah. tell. Um, I mean, what about recruiting the transfer market? Because the eighth and eighth and ninth graders they're recruiting don't care. Yeah, this has no impact. On they're that they're at all. too they're too young to, for it to matter. And for the most part, I don't think it has an impact on current players just because, hey, I mean, at the end of the day, you're a professional salesman. Your job is to convince them, hey, I picked you. We're good. We're moving forward. Okay, fine, whatever. Kids don't want to leave. They want to be convinced to stay. Sure. That's the thing about all this transfer stuff. Unless the kid's really pissed off or unhappy or you told him to leave, he's giving you every benefit yeah, to stay at that he, point. He, it's just in his interest to go, okay, sure, cool. Yeah, I mean, like. What time's practice? Yeah, Jacob Gonzalez is not like going, oh, God, how can I get out of here? No, I mean, no, that's not the goal. Whatever. So, point being, yeah, whatever. The transfer portal is the interesting one because those kids are making very quick decisions. You're competing against, look, if it, if a kid's good enough to play for Ole Miss, he, he has other options, too, that are quite good that you're competing against at yeah, this point. sure. You know, I mean, Jack Moss is down to, like, Arkansas, A&M, and TCU along with Ole Miss. I mean, that's a pretty tough company as you're trying to figure this out and, 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 and pick it. Um, so look, could, could those few days have damaged something with, you know, like, like a Jack Moss or someone? Sure. I, I think that's very possible. Um, at least made it more complicated no matter what. So yeah, that, that's where if they lose a player or there's any roster changes based off this week, I would say it definitely has to be from a, uh, from a, uh, a transfer portal standpoint. Somebody asking about the leaked text message. Well, A, you're never going to find out who did it, and B, it wasn't one. It was the whole damn team. So Yeah, I mean, so I was just responding with lots of players. You you would have to the – yeah. play, the, the, It's multiple players. They send it to their family members. They send it to friends. Yeah. It goes from there. It's exponential. It's yeah. not one-to-one binary. It, yeah. Yeah, one we, becomes 20, and 20 becomes 400. Remember how we used to tell you that Ole Miss football needed layers? Yeah, there were all sorts of layers last night. That thing was all over the place. Yeah, wasn't well, it's like, oh, hey, too, that that person told you, and it's like, oh, come on, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. that thing, because like it was, it was like over a ten minute period. It's like just, hey, do you see this? Do you see this? Do you see this? And it's like this big circle, and I'm like, well, okay, you probably got it from that person who got it. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm moving dots here. It doesn't even bit. matter at that yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, in a, you have to send those knowing that's going to happen. Like, you're not putting state secrets in these things. But I mean, it's where it's where baseball at this time period of the year. I mean, might have a choice. They're all across the country. There's nothing else you could do. Well, you couldn't call a meeting last night. You couldn't call a meeting and go, "Hey, I know you're everywhere, but hey, Zoom in 12 minutes." I mean, no, that's not, right. not feasible. I mean, no. You had to just throw the thing out there and let them see it and deal with it and go from there. You don't want them to catch it in the media. You want to tell them yourself as many as possible. Yeah, sure. And so you text them directly. Yeah. I don't know. What else from this subject? <laughs> I don't know. I got a feeling we're going to be talking about this for a long time. You don't think that's it? There's a bow. I mean, short term to a degree. Long term, probably not. 
I mean, for Ole Miss people, this this month's not over. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Mississippi State could end up winning the whole damn thing. I mean, they're in a really good spot right now. Yeah. And they could play Vanderbilt for the title in a week. And they're capable of winning that series. Really gutsy of Vanderbilt two nights ago to sure. find a way to win that baseball sure. game. Because Arizona control that game throughout most of it. That's what they do. They're, they're very good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. So, yeah, people are going to be a little salty when it's said and done. I think where it changes, and I've told you this last week several times, mm-hmm. I think it changes the early season. You just way, don't think people are as. I don't think people get anywhere near as engaged. I think they follow it. They go. I agree with you completely. The people that have always gone gone will go. But I don't know that people are going to be as completely bought in if everything goes well. And as soon as things go poorly, it's going to be gnashing of teeth, and this is going to be a weapon in their arsenal. Mm-hmm. And if you tell me that they take a step back, any sort of a considerable step back, which I was saying, you know, it was like a, a two-seed in next year's Rustin, wherever Rustin is, right? Sure. A three-seed in Eugene. A two seed in Old Dominion or whatever in a yeah, non-COVID sure. year. I'm trying to think of SEC examples where they weren't hosting. Yeah, sure. And then you don't win it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think that's pretty rough. I think you. I think at that point, if you're the people that are making decisions, you it'd be you kind of be hard hard pressed to keep going. At that point. Oh, there's no doubt it changes and elevates what is necessary from a baseline standpoint. I mean, that that that's 100%. Um, somebody asked how Texas got there with their offense. Well, look, they really, really pitch. Um, they win a lot of games low scoring. And, Frank, you look at it back now, the Big 12 might have just sucked. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Big 12, Texas dominated it. TCU lost in their home regional to Dallas Baptist. Texas Tech got absolutely annihilated by Stanford. Oklahoma State did not show well at all in Arizona. I mean, you look at the top of the Big 12, nobody played well at all in the postseason other than Texas. So maybe maybe they were just kind of bad. I mean, Texas got South Florida in a super, so they weren't pushed in that. They went 0-3 in the uh, the Arlington thing. Yeah. They lost to all three SEC schools. They did whip South Carolina, but South Carolina was pretty average, um, too, at, yeah. at times this season. So, yeah, I think the Big 12 might have might have just, uh, just sucked. Um, somebody asking what's long-term when discussing Mike. He told me last fall he – Saw maybe eight to ten left. You know, again, I don't think that's here for that length of time. But if it's here, there's a couple of Omaha's coming pretty quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It means yeah. he found I a mean, resurgence in the late part of his real. career. Um, but no, that's that's probably what this uh, what this uh, what this means. I did see Ted Lasso season two was coming out in July. I think July twenty third. Is that it? Yes, sir. You're in. Oh, I've already watched season one twice. Have maybe, you really? Yeah, maybe three times. Is it like that? You'll just turn on when you're. Just needing something for a minute? Sure. It was okay. great. I loved it. Okay. I mean, I loved everything about it. Yeah, Mike's only 54. I mean, he, he's there's 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 years left if he'd like to use them in coaching, for sure. I mean, sure. he's not it's, out to pasture. That's why he looked at LSU and said, this is perfect. My opinion. Yeah, sure. Because if you're thrilled where you are and you think you're staying, you don't even, you don't go down this road. You just don't. 
successful because I mean in 06 for whatever that was worth or wasn't worth he didn't I mean I don't mm-hmm. again I it's debatable on exactly what happened I don't know but it wasn't this for sure no things were rolling and LSU was in a weird spot and that's what he he, he was like nah, I'm good well, yeah we'll do this sure I'll miss look, a little more coin and maybe it works you know and we'll we'll find out but I mean, it kind of feels to me like the pressure gets ratcheted a little bit. Well, to at least be at the same level where you were. And no, in, in fewer, fewer context of, hey, this happened with the roster, or this was the case, there's not really any of that. It's not just what's the final verdict everybody for the else, most part. Everybody else has injuries too. Yeah. That, that'd be, that would be the, the cynical response. This year was exaggerated, but yeah. You know, I mean, I'd look at it if I'm a fan and go, I'm just kind of being angry about it. Well, State had injuries. I mean, they had the same COVID stuff. Their their 2020 season got shut down. Yeah, you look at Ole Miss and Arkansas, both of them had the same problem. They had an injury and they were ended up pitcher short. Yeah. You know. Not complicated sometimes. So if I'm a fan, just kind of being pissed off about it, I'm like, well, I mean, Here's a thought. Develop more pitchers. Mm-hmm. They seem to do it, right? I mean, that's what you'd say. I mean, you, that's where the, the goodwill part of this. Yeah. You're less likely to listen to the other arguments. that. that yeah, are. you're just kind of like, okay, well, you know. And someone said, well, it's more complicated than that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, just it's it's, it's different. You saw it last week. I mean, you saw kind of how it how that week went along. It was a tenor shift. What's your guess? Who are they going to hire? Cliff Godwin. You going with Cliff? I mean, I don't think Vitello's going to take it unless LSU's going to go in there and do something silly like 2.6 Corbin's million. told them no like nine times. Yeah, Corbin's not leaving Vanderbilt to go there. That makes no sense. I mean, Jay Johnson would take it if you want Jay Johnson. And, and that makes no sense for LSU. Now, that might not impact Woodward at all. I mean, I, I don't know. And and Cliff, frankly, to your point about all last week, you're like, he's not going to settle. Cliff doesn't feel like anywhere near big enough splash. I, I felt like Cliff was behind Mike. Like, I just was like, why do two? Yeah, I, was, I mean, on Saturday morning – in fact, based on what I was hearing, I kind of thought they're going to make a one-day run. Because at first, when I heard it, and ultimately it wasn't an LSU baseball plane, but when I heard, yeah. hey, there's a plane going to Omaha, I thought, some bitch, he's about to run over there, talk to a few people in person, get his nose, fly back to Baton Rouge, and go, hey, I, I tried. And then he was going to circle back. And then... The plane was owned by an air medical supply company or something. Yeah, and then when I found out, well, that wasn't what that was, I'm like, oh, he's dragging. And that's when I thought, I actually thought by 6 o'clock yesterday what happened last night would happen. Mm-hmm. And then when it didn't happen, I'm like, well, you know, maybe he's in this for the long haul or maybe someone's told him or it's chill. And I've had people tell me, Neil, baseball's not like football. And I guess it's not. Because in football – Agents get answers in different ways. 
Now this is a it's a there's a certain fraternity process to this that is just kind of different. It's that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird, really. And you wonder if it changes as the money keeps getting bigger. Because, I mean, you know, like Sexton now is in the college baseball arena. Well, the honest truth to that is the money's just now gotten big enough to catch Sexton's interest. Well, here's the thing is I know some football agents, and their job is to protect their client. Yeah. Their job is not to protect the school. Their job is not to worry about the AD. Their job is not to worry about fan bases or, or, or what's best for a program. No, no. Their job is singularly, singularly focused to protect their client. That's their job. And it's kind of like, whoa. So I, I, I assumed, because I've never done a baseball search before. Sure. I assumed that's what was happening here. Literally, I've never done one. I was thinking about this the other day. I've never done one before. When I covered Auburn, how Baird stepped down, but they replaced him with Steve Renfro. Yeah. It was already done. There was no search. So I've never really done a search, and Mike's been here the whole time. And so when this was happening, I'm thinking, well, the agent, an agent, frankly, when I texted you Saturday morning and I said Mike interviewed in Birmingham, yeah. 99 point something percent sure. Yeah. And then when I sent you later, hey, there's a story coming out, Mike interviewed I think in the back of my mind, I thought he's get, he got the job. Yeah, he's got it. Wonder what the holdup is. What is this about? Yeah, that's when I was like, or or this is Woodward freezing him out here. Well, and that was this month. I told somebody Saturday afternoon. I said it's one or the other. I've got it that nailed down. But they're one eighties from one another, which means I don't know crap. Yeah, it's to- totally different worlds. And and so it, I, I come back to that. I mean, I just I'm I'm. I'm somewhat floored, I guess, that the agent didn't – maybe he did. Maybe he got lied to. I don't know. Oh, I think so. Because, my guess is yes. Because my, my call is to LSU going, hey, look, we can't play games like this. Again, back to something I said at the beginning for people who just now listen, joined us in the stream. You want to have a phone call? We, we phone call. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to do you want to do Skypes and Zooms and anything that no one can track physically in done we'll do whatever but no no we come meet you Mm-mm. yeah no that, that the meeting can't happen until we have the job and then we'll meet with you we'll, hey, we're ready yeah, to go sure. to work sure but no yeah and the fact that that was allowed to happen makes me wonder where. Either where there was a breakdown or where there was a lie told. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this. I talked to Glenn Gilbo today. Glenn's very critical of Woodward in this. Oh, well, I mean. Thinks Woodward really hurt his reputation in that world some. And we'll see if it matters. I don't know. And it might but, not because money. Yeah. Whatever. Caps all of that, right? I mean, if someone goes, ah, you know, it was kind of shitty, but you're going to pay me 2.1 in. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'll pretend to like you. Yeah. But. It's weird. I mean, it's the kind of thing, frankly, that doesn't happen in football. Right. Because, no, the Arkansas football coach couldn't go interview for the Auburn job and then go back to Fayetteville and coach the football team. No, you couldn't. You wouldn't be able to overcome that. That yeah. would be too much. The Gus Al- never took it that far when he was going yeah. the other way. Yeah. A little bit. Exactly. Gus could... Gus could never go interview in freaking Fayetteville, for God's sake. Now, did Gus ever talk to Arkansas? Of course he talked to Arkansas. Did his agent talk to Arkansas? Oh, my God, yes. But did he go interview? Go 
whatever word you want to call it. You want to call it visit. You want to call it powwow. You want to call it coffee, tea, beer with the boys, whatever you want to call it. When you go there, no, you better pack the right color tie because that's there's no that that's always been the, the standard. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to people in coaching who've said the same thing. I don't have the wealth of baseball coach contacts that you do at all, but I've talked to people in other sports that are in coaching who were, were interested in kind of watching this, and they all said the same thing. You you go, you're there. Yeah. I mean, that's been what all the administration people that I've talked to have said. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's, tough. that's hard to overcome yeah. because now when you go on the recruiting trail, no one's going to just say it to you, but they think it, and other people use it. Hey, before you sign up for that, just know he tried hard to get the – LSU job. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. Been saying the last couple of weeks for state and school employees in the area. Either when you have an insurance provider with CVS Caremark is a pharmacy benefit manager. It's not CVS Pharmacy. The prescription cards supplied by the, to uh, these employees use the CVS logo. It looks just like the pharmacy logo. It's not, though. You're good with uh, G&M. You're good with Tyson Drugs. Stay with what you're doing. You're well to uh, use your community pharmacy here with uh, with those options. So don't have to change anything. Don't get freaked out. Ignore it if you uh, if you will. Also with GNM, they deliver locally in the Oxford area, so take care of you. And with MedSync, they supply you with one uh, one trip each month, whatever day you need your medicine to make it easy on you. One delivery, one pickup there at the pharmacy. So 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by Alpha Specialties. They're located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional if you want to haul it they can call it at alpha because they're the premium trailer dealership in mississippi they've got load trail they've also got hallmark cargo trailers they can work with third parties to have game day trailers concession trailers built just for you and for podcast listeners alpha has spare tires and wheels starting at just 100 dollars. a full selection of trailer parts and accessories hitches winches straps and more they also do all types of truck accessories Listeners can uh, get 10% off a yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha's full-service shop where they repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, and RV. So give them a call at 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. Also brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle, to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, and more. They've been delivering fine men's clothing for more than 53 years. Their classic style, attention to detail, and commitment to excellent service continues to make The Rogue a special place to shop. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet. Let him help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. Just give Joey a uh, call or text on his cell, 662-571-2367. Tell him what you're looking for. Stop by 1685 High Street in Jackson to test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting and let him earn your business. Mention uh, this ad on the uh, that you heard about this ad on the Oxford Exxon podcast or the Soft Verbal podcast, and with any purchased vehicle, you'll get a fifty dollars gas card. Looking at the uh, latest mock draft, as we are getting pretty close to the um, <clears throat> the draft coming up here, the first uh, week or two of June, a little bit of fall here. Um, Rocker down to seven in this one um, with the Kansas City Royals. 
They've had a couple big uh, blow-ups, including uh, at number two, Henry Davis, the catcher at Louisville, all the way up to number two for uh, the Texas Rangers there in that spot. High school shortstop going number one overall to um, to the Pirates in, in that pick. Uh, Brady House, high school shortstop number three, lighter four to the Red Sox. Uh, let's I was looking for Hoagland and Jackson Job. Where can I find them? Jackson Job, number nine overall to the LA Angels. The uh, old Miss commit, the top prep right hander in the uh, in the country, college or uh, or high school. Frankly, you know, I actually think he's getting graded out higher than Rocker and and, and Lighter. There's just such the stigma on the high school right hander that sure. it's knocking him down spots. But I think he's at least in play to some degree, starting at three. And then I think he's gone for sure by nine or ten. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you're Ole Miss, you need a, more of a fall. But yeah. um, I will say, I mean, he, there is a there. there Ole Miss is kind of unlucky here because until like in the last two months, you could have gone, yeah, there's a chance and there's whatever. But I mean, top five money. Yeah, you, you can't because there's nothing better you can do. Even you know what I mean? Like yes. it's not even really about. I mean, it's always about the money, but it's it's not even about like the in in the instantaneous money. It's about okay. If I go to college, what's my goal? Well, that's already offered to me here. Yeah, like you I can only go down. If you're the ninth pick, for example, I mean, you don't you don't say you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice and, and bet that I can pick. be the fourth pick. You know, it's top ten. Now nine. you're the thirty fifth pick. You go, hey, well, that's different. No, no. That's different. Now there's been people who've done that. Gunnar Hogan. Uh, uh, Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. There are people that have done that and it worked. No, that'd be that'd be a bit of a gamble. They have Gunner going 16 overall to the Miami Marlins. Says like with most picks in this range, many of the players projected ahead would make sense if they made it to this pick. And Hoagland has interest in multiple spots in this area with the biggest bonus coming either here or a dozen picks later when clubs' second picks come up. I would expect Miami to line up the next tier of prep bats, which is long and will start coming off the board in a uh, in a few picks. But as of right now, they have Hoagland 16. Who they got the Cubs taking at 21, I think? Uh, let's see. They have the Chicago Cubs taking Florida center fielder Judd Fabian. Mm, Big time so. power, a lot of swing and miss. Yeah. Um, Fit right in. Welcome to baseball. That's sure. what that means. That's Strikeouts don't matter anymore. I mean, at all. No. Just You hit home runs? Cool. You drive the ball to the alleys? Cool. There has to be a point where... It's too far that way, right? Typically. I mean, I, mean, I think that's one of the things Theo Epstein's trying to fix with Major League Baseball, to figure out ways to make contact part of the game again. The Cubs seem to be embracing variants more in recent years, and Fabian has that in spades with his massive upside and uneven spring. Maybe a tough sign, much lower than this, but it seems like someone will meet his price. For, uh, for the Cubs at 21. Fabian could be a tough sign? That's what it said. Wow. <laughs> well, you talk rolling the dice. <laughs> Woo! I won't take this dude that strikes out all the time, and I'm not sure if I can sign him. Yeah. How about that? All right, cool. Let's, all you agents, I mean, all, all, all you scouts good with that? We, we cool? Man. Kosher? Uh, the state kid that threw last night, number 24 to the Braves, Will Bednar, the right-hander. He, he competes. Damn good last night. He competes. I'll give him, I'll give him that. Um, seeing anybody else that strikes in the first round, no, that's kind of it. That makes any uh, any big sense there. So, uh, what's your NBA predictions now as we move forward? Oh, I like Phoenix over the Clippers. <laughs> Benefit of seeing that one game, but Chris Paul didn't play, and they still handled them. Um, Bucks Hawks could be a lot of fun. Damn Hawks are just—they're amazing. 
and the Bucks. It feels like the Bucks dodged the big bullet on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Once I, they got through that one. I thought man. that series would be great. It was. I thought that game seven would be awesome. It was. Giannis Antetokounmpo was great. Kevin Durant was great. The crowd was great. Like the whole damn Yankees organization was there. Eli Manning was there. There was a lot there. It was a pretty, pretty good night for the NBA. And then last night on the flip side was one of those franchise-defining moments for the 76ers. They can't revisit that. And I've never seen an organization, teammates, coaches, everyone in unison, throw one player under the bus and then just roll over him back and forth, back and forth. Is he dead yet? Not sure. Hit him again. Yeah. I mean, there's no bringing Ben Simmons back to Philadelphia. No, that's it. He's gone. You got to trade him. And I don't know what you get for him now because you just demolished his value yourself. It was bizarre to watch. And, and, but watching him last night, oh, okay. there's nothing in it. Watching him last night, you're watching him going, this guy was the first pick in the, NFL, in the NBA draft. This guy could have gone anywhere. This guy has all the talent in the world. And he has no confidence at all. Mm-hmm. It's like me in college, no confidence, zero. Just, how do you get to that place? I mean, he was the dude for two, three years. I mean, we just... He had this open lane to the basket with Danilo Gallinari on him. And look, Gallo's a good player, but nobody's ever said, hey, top five defensive players in the league, Danilo Gallinari. No, that's never happened. And he passes up on a dunk attempt to pass. Ends up being a real turning point in the game. Turnover, the guy just missed the He missed the shot. Just 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 mind boggling. But I think they have to move him now. And you look at their window. I mean, the whole process thing and you tank for the draft and all that, and they get they get a, a an MVP caliber player in, in Joel Embiid. There's no question about that. But the other two guys, Simmons, through someone's fault, is not that player, and Markel Fultz isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. But Hawks, Bucks has a chance to be a great series. What seed were the Hawks? The uh, five. Okay. Because they beat the Knicks in the first round. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Eli Manning rejoining the Giants organization in a business operations and fan engagement role. He will have his number 10 jersey retired and inducted into the ring of honor there for, uh, for Eli. Seeing that on Twitter a few minutes ago. We're, um... Eli is one of those guys that the longer he gets away from his career, which mm-hmm. was, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame career. Yeah the more he's appreciated yeah, and the more his kind of personality now becomes attractive to people. Yeah. This was not a shock that this no. is happening at, I mean, at, at all. Did you see his dad joke about Tom Brady's favorite wine? Oh no. Yeah. You should go find that. It was really funny on Twitter. Yeah. He's feeling himself a little bit these days. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, he's just kind of whatever. Just kind of there. He's always been so super laid back and now he gets to kind of have fun with it. Cause there's, well, I mean, Got two Super Bowl MVPs, man. You can't take those away. Left the game on his terms, with his health, mm-hmm. has money, and in some ways is a more marketable commodity than Peyton now. 
you know, I mean, you know, yeah, I, 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 I I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from Peyton because yeah. he's funny. He's still got some commercial value. Yeah, um, he's funny, but Eli's just kind of. Eli's very directed toward family, business opportunities, and being kind of king giant the rest of his life. That's that's. Well, you see now why, and we saw it then. We knew when people were like, you know, he could go to New Orleans or to wherever and play a season and yeah. chase a ring. He didn't need a ring. He already had two rings. He knew what he was doing. I mean, it was the, yeah, did he, did his career suffer on the field a little bit by staying in New York the whole time? Sure. But. Because, I mean, he could have gone to, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not good at this, Kansas City or somewhere where he would have been surrounded by a better team and maybe gotten another ring. Mm-hmm. But he's he's the Giants. Yeah. He's, he's the face of a generation of the Giants. Yeah, he's Mr. Giant. Yeah. And that was the goal. And sure. It was genius. I mean. <laughs> well, his Twitter bio is like, you know, a giant, only a giant or something, like yeah. whatever it is. Like, it's all very yeah. in your face, marketed. Yeah. In a good way. Well, it's it's, it's so funny because people will still, every once in a while, you'll hear someone in the media do something about, well, you know, he pulled that stunt with the Chargers. And I'm like, it worked. Yeah. You don't get to go back and go, well, that was stupid. It worked. And it worked for the Chargers. They just didn't win a ring. Yeah, but it really worked they for They got Eli. a bunch of dudes for yeah, Eli Manning. Yeah, they were very good for two two decades. But it really worked for Eli. Like, <laughs> on the scale of when one to ten. When there are two rings, nothing else matters. It worked. No. I don't care what else you and did. you beat the Patriots twice in, in, in classic games that when they come on today, you still watch them. Oh, that. That game comes on TV and you're like, oh, I'm going to watch this again. And that first one where they beat the the Plaxico Burris game, it was a great football game. Oh, seven and like 11? Something like that. Something like that? That feels right. Something like that? Yeah. I mean, Strahan in that first game, Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, there, there, were, there were people in that game that they had career nights yeah. on, on the biggest stage. All right, we'll talk about some more things to uh, tomorrow. We'll dive into the uh, the NCAA legislation a little bit. Um, what's going on with uh, with that? Also, the SEC I saw join the ACC and somebody else and trying to get some NIL stuff reworked here right before the deadline. That came out in maybe the Athletic this morning. So we'll hit some of the NCAA stuff tomorrow and then whatever else from there. I will say this well. about that real quick. Yeah, sure. For for NIL stuff, mm-hmm. college players who kind of have an entrepreneurial spirit and starting right away, can kind of start doing things. I don't think anyone can stop them. No, I don't either. One of the things that I'm really watching for, okay? Yeah, sure. I'm watching for the college football player that goes, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. Or I'm going to strike a deal with the podcast to do like, a, like for example, when Eli's tied, oh, we'll, tie sure. this, we'll tie this together. When Eli Manning was in New York, he had a, a deal with WFAN, I think, a weekly where, spot. Where he came on every week. And I'm sure that was something Eli sometimes dreaded. But he would come on every week, and Eli got paid for that. I mean, there was there was an endorsement. There was whatever. There's nothing in the current legislation, at least the way I understand it, that stops. And, Matt, if you're listening, reach out. There's nothing that stops Matt Corral from calling us and saying, I'll come on your podcast once a week on a deal and me going out and selling that spot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything stopping that. 
Now, the schools would raise hell, and media relations people would go nuts. But I don't really think they could actually stop it. Well, I mean, even along those lines, one of the main things people are wondering about is if you no longer would be scheduling interviews with media relations, you'd be scheduling interviews with their brand managers and their agents right. and their right their people instead. And sign me up. I mean, I, I, it, any, it, anything that creates that kind of chaos, I'm in. Yeah, so... Just some thoughts. We'll talk more on that uh, tomorrow. So I hope you guys have a uh, wonderful day. Thanks, everybody, for joining us and uh, jumping in the stream and all the people that listen to us across the various forms of uh, podcast catchers out there. So have a good day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.